This is Women's Tech Radio, a show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network interviewing interesting women in technology, exploring their roles and how they are successful in technology careers. I'm Paige. And I'm Angela. So Angela, this week we're going to talk to Kronda. She is a developer and solopreneur out of Portland, and she talks a bunch about um, getting into WordPress and what works for your business and what she's trying to do to help people with all that. And it is a great interview. Before we get into it, I want to mention that you can go to patreon.com forward slash today to support Women's Tech Radio on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. It is a subscription-based funding for this network, and it will go for Women's Tech Radio. And we get started by asking Karanda what she's up to in technology today. I started out making... WordPress websites three years ago, and I still do that, but I'm working on a course for people who need to do their own websites, but don't really have any clue how to get started. Maybe they're not, they don't have a technical background. So I'm working on that. It's called Websites That Work, and I did a beta of it where I went through the course with a small group for six weeks of just me doing live webinars. And now I'm working on getting that recorded and launched uh, to the general public. And I'm revamping my business to just be more relationship oriented and more um, recurring. So instead of you know making a website and fading into the sunset, really looking for people who want ongoing support and, and marketing work and people who are interested in using the power of technology and automation to save them time and make them more money. Because what I find, especially as a mostly as a single person team, I have a little bit of support, but uh, time is always the enemy, and so if you can automate the things that you do regularly, um, and if you can get processes in place so that when you do get people to support you, they know what to do and how to do it, then that's really a difference between like having a business and and just you know building yourself a job. So that's what I'm working on. I think that's a great way to think about it: the difference between having a business and building a job. Like it's easy to have a job. And you can fill it with busy work so easily. Mm-hmm. So when you so when you think about uh, like automation and everything, like what does that mean to you? I mean, uh, I I know a lot. I'm an automation junkie, but I don't think a lot of people are really up on what the sort of things you can automate. Yeah. So I actually just um, put out a blog. Well, I have one blog post. I'm really into active campaign right now. I mean, really any email automation tool. But so I have a blog post that talks about you know, how you can personalize your marketing campaign with automation. So you can track people's actions, which is a little creepy, but that's the way it is. So, you know, because you can do that, you know, if people click on a link about, you know, support, then they're interested in maybe, you know, maintenance. Or if they click on a link about security, maybe they're worried about their website getting hacked. And you can talk to those people specifically based on their interests. So I have a blog post like that. And then the other thing I'm geeking out on right now is onboarding. And so I'm setting up automations for onboarding so that everybody will get an appropriate welcome email so that they'll get, you know, based on their action. So for instance, when someone comes on as a, um, as a support customer, they sign up for a client service plan, you know, they get a welcome email and it tells them, you know, here's where you go to submit all your logins because we need that to actually work on your site. If they don't submit their logins within two, two days, then Active Campaign is listening for a certain action to happen, for, for a tag to be applied. If it doesn't happen, then they're going to um, 
email you again and say, hey, just a reminder, this thing needs to happen before we can set up your account. And so that's the kind of thing that, you know, is really personal, but, but automated. So it's a little, it's a little weird and unintuitive, but, and also make sure the ball never gets dropped. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. I totally agree that it's creepy that we can track <laughs> all that stuff, but I mean, the data's out there. We well, we'll use it. You know, last night I was looking up a, a bunk bed on Amazon mm-hmm. and then I went to Safari and there was the bunk bed ad. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like it's like, you got retargeted. yeah, it's like, that's great. But yeah. So, but I mean, sometimes it works in my favor. Oh yeah. I was looking at that. I forgot to get that. You know, right. I, I didn't forget to get a bed though. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at the price. Facebook is constantly reminding me of my Amazon shopping habit. Oh, yeah. Really? I finally had to tell Facebook to stop sending me ads for WeWork just the co-working space oh man i get so many of those yeah i'm like okay i know you exist you can stop now <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna click i'm sorry yep so so that's really neat i mean you you've gone from starting building wordpress websites um now you're building a course is your course around wordpress for the most part or is it kind of more encompassing it is yeah i'm kind of in a war against weebly and wix <laughs> um I mean, I think those are fine tools if you want to make a Justin Bieber fan site. I don't think they're (laughs) fine tools if you're trying to build an online business. Um, And so many people start with that because it's cheap and it's easy. And then when they find they need to scale up or they need to hire someone or they need to, you know, start um, integrating other services like their email marketing, like those things just aren't set up to handle that. And um, so my course is based around WordPress. That's still my core uh, CMS that I build on, it powers 25% of the internet. So there's a lot of things that you advantages that you get with that. I mean, there's also some downsides, but you know, if I went up at a puff of smoke, like you could find another WordPress developer, you know, within spitting distance. So I had, uh, I had the, the CEO of the nonprofit technology network emailed me looking to see if I knew anyone who knew PHP and Laravel to work on a custom CMS that someone had built for this women's foundation of Oregon. And it's like, I just wanted to find that person and kick them because, you know, you build something super custom on a really obscure CMS and give it to this little nonprofit with, you know, very little budget for maintaining it. And you've just set them up for, you know, really expensive maintenance and they only wanted to work with women. So now, not only do they have to find, you know, this someone who knows this kind of obscure CMS, but they have to find a woman. So for a lot of reasons, I think WordPress is the right tool for a great many things. And if and not everything. And if it's not, then I'll say, hey, you know, you should really look at Drupal or, or whatever. And I know literally hundreds of web professionals that I can, you know, refer people out to and, and see if they need somebody else. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I think WordPress gets a, an undeserved bad rap in a lot of circles, um, especially tech circles. I mean, it's a, it's the right tool for the right job. Mm-hmm. So I want to work through a scenario here. So my mom owns a restaurant mm-hmm. and she bought her domain name through GoDaddy and did like an FTP thing, right? Uh-huh. in GoDaddy, like, cause GoDaddy hosts it yeah. too. Um, <clears throat> I'm at like the limits of my understanding of this, but anyway, uh, she has a very basic website. I don't even know if it's WordPress. I don't know. It's probably the GoDaddy website builder. Probably. Yeah. So it basically just has like, here's where we are. Here's our hours. Here's our menu. Well, the menu hasn't been updated for years uh-huh. because I can never remember how to get into that website, you know? 
And um, so she needs help. So what what would I tell her if I wanted if I wanted like your your services to help her? Okay, so I'm also in a war against GoDaddy, <laughs> um, which is well done. It's literally the most read blog post that I have on my site is uh, why I don't use GoDaddy and why sh- you shouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's very long, but it is it is uh, written to normal, non-technical people to explain. Like this is why I, as a developer, just have put my flag in the sand and said, "No, I'm not going to deal with it anymore." So. What I would tell your mom is to look at WordPress.com because for something simple like that, um, WordPress.com is hosted, which means you don't have to worry about any of the maintenance or upkeep or anything. You can go on there. There's literally thousands of free themes that you can choose. You can search by tags. You can search for restaurant-specific themes and find a lot of great ones. You can pay for a professional theme, which I also recommend because then you know it's you know, it's built by a company who's getting paid for their work. So they're going to be around. They're going to support it. Those usually run about 79 bucks. Yeah. That's a drop in the bucket, really. Yeah. Yeah. If she's got her own domain, then she can um, use that domain on wordpress.com for $13 a year. So really for one to $200 a year, you can have a completely hosted solution on a solid platform where it's going to be a lot easier for you to get in and and update that. So that's what I would tell you about. And so that sounded like not using you at all. <laughs> so how, well, like, is she, mean, if she needs help setting that up, then absolutely. I could, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, she's not like, very technical. For, yeah. I can totally build, you know, that for people. Um, my, you know, my websites tend to be, you know, self-hosted WordPress sites that start in the, you know, $3,500 range for like basic stuff. So, um, but yeah, usually when people need WordPress.com, I say, you know, well, let me come in and, and just do like a, like a meeting, like a discovery meeting and talk about what are your, what are your goals? Like maybe she wants to have a menu she can change. Okay, great. Let's look at some solutions that'll allow you to get in and change your menu really easily right. without having to code. Yes. And then if she wanted me to build it for her, then yeah, we could totally do that but I had you know usually the people I had uh, someone in my neighborhood who um, has a flower business and grows her own flowers and stuff and she came to me and I suggested that to her and then I don't know I think it was Valentine's Day and so she got busy with flowers for that and I never heard from her again so (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know it's something I would be willing to do certainly what I find is that people who are really really in that just either low margin or they're super busy or they're really in startup phase. They don't see the value in having an actual really good web presence that can, can really help them grow their business. And so they don't give it the attention or time or the money to actually follow through. But if, if, you know, if someone was, was really there and wanted to, wanted to follow through and do that, then I would absolutely be happy to help. So is that part of the target of your uh, course, like the websites that work is to kind of help people get into that that phase of like managing their own WordPress stuff at least a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, developers, if you, if you hang around enough developers, you eventually will start joking about the, the quote unquote $500 website. You know, the people who come to you and say like, hey, can you build me the next Facebook? I've got 500 bucks. Well, no. <laughs> you know, they don't understand, uh, you know, what goes into building a really good website that's actually going to give you a return on investment. So I said, well, for $500, I can't, I can't, you know, I can build you a placeholder 
but <laughs> um, but I'm not really interested in that. So I thought to myself, well, for five hundred dollars, I can't build you a website, but I can show you why I can't build you a website for five hundred dollars, and I can empower you to do it yourself because there's a lot of tools out there that will let you do really fancy things without having to code. Like if you can, you know, use Microsoft Word and you can fill out forms on the internet and you have enough attention to detail to follow instructions. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who fall into the, you know, they're not developers, but they're technical. They're comfortable with technology. They're comfortable kind of diving in and figuring things out. And a lot of those people could be making really awesome, you know, starter websites for their businesses. They just don't know where to start. They don't know what the tools are that are out there. So, you know, we don't get to the, the, the course is six weeks in structure right now. We don't get to actual technical stuff until week four. So, you know, we start out with the foundation, which is your domain and your hosting. And, you know, those things you said were kind of like at the limit of your technical understanding. There's a whole module just about that to understand it. Because what I find is that a lot of my clients come to me and they don't even own those things. So your mom's doing great. <laughs> you know, because she went on and she did it herself and it's her name on the account. You know, I literally have had people come to me and say, Hey, I want you to help me with this. And I say, okay, well, give me that. Give me your logins and your access. And they say, Oh, well, our old developer set that up. Right. And it's like, and if you think about the correlation, you know, if you're going to open a, a brick and mortar business or you're going to buy a house, you would never, ever let your real estate agent sign those papers. <laughs> right. But that's essentially what people are doing. So the first conversation I, I have to have is, okay, well, you don't actually own this. So let's, let's fix that. <laughs> so that's like week one. And then we talk about discovery and like, you know, the, the hard part about websites isn't really making them. It's what are you going to say? <laughs> it's what are you trying to achieve with your business? How are you going to communicate with your customers? And, you know, you can, once you, once you become aware of that and you start cruising the internet, you can see really easily, like who knows and who doesn't, because there are sites, the sites of people who don't know or the businesses that don't know, will talk about like me, 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 like we're the, let me tell you why we're the greatest and this and that and that. And the sites who get it will talk about solving your problem. So, you know, they immediately know like the customers here for something like, oh, you've got bugs in your house, you need an exterminator, we will get rid of all your bugs in 48 hours. Like that's somebody who gets, you know, that when somebody comes to your website, they're trying to solve a problem. So the hard part is, you know, figuring that stuff out, figuring out who your who your ideal customer is and figuring out, you know, how to connect with them and how to how to show them that yes, I have solved this problem for other people and I can solve it for you. And that's what will make somebody buy from you. And, and, you know, I teach this and I also, am just constantly like, I don't, it's not like I have it all figured out. So I'm constantly, you know, tweaking my site. I just redid my site actually last month and two days before, before we left for a trip because I was, had all these things that I knew I wanted to do. And, and so, you know, I'm constantly like improving these, these things for myself and then I want to do the same thing for my clients. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm such a, I think that you're in a great space and I think that that advice is like super solid. And it's nice that there are people out there trying to help help with that bridge because it's a super hard bridge for a lot of people because yeah. I think they do. Like I like to tell people, you know, I've set up a lot of nonprofits on WordPress and I like to say, you know, and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, listen, we'll get everything in your name. We're good to go. And if you can email and use Facebook, you can use WordPress. Like, right. It's generally that easy. And there are there advanced features. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you can do insane things with WordPress these days. Like they're building a full open API into that stuff now. 
it's great for a developer, but it's also super accessible for an end user, which yeah. is great. Well, two articles that I've read recently that I really like is um, <clears throat> one was from Matt Medeiros, uh, who does the Matt Report, and it just is called WordPress is not easy. And I think there's, I think there's kind of a myth out there that WordPress is easy, and it's it's easier than coding. But for people who are not familiar with tech or they're a little bit afraid of tech, which is you know a good portion of the population, it's not necessarily easy. You can totally do it, like it, you know. And if it's set up correctly, like I really think anyone can learn to do the basics of adding content and all that kind of stuff. Uh, because it's so powerful, you can get into the weeds really easily <laughs> and get into trouble. Yeah. So you need someone to, to, you know, give you that walled garden and say like, these are the things <laughs> that you need to do. Here's how to do them. And if you need to venture outside of that, like no one to call for help. Um, and then the other great article was from my friend, Aaron Hockley, and it, um, was titled WordPress is a DSLR. Squarespace is a point and shoot. And I love analogies and I just thought he made some great points about, yes, you can do, you know, if you get a DSLR, you can just put in a program, you know, which is the automatic mode and you can go out and you can take some fine pictures. But if you want the power of, you know, aperture priority or shutter priority, like those things are there if you want to get into them. And I think that's a really great analogy for WordPress. It really is. Because I've had a Squarespace account and... Um, you know, it was so limited that I was actually writing HTML into it to make it do what I wanted it to do. And, um, yeah, I'm actually in the process of, of switching to a WordPress. Right. And my, my theory is if you know, if you're shooting towards, you know, a certain goal, like my thing is just, just get on the right platform in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't get to the point where you know oh, I've got to switch from blogger to WordPress, which I just interviewed one of my favorite favorite authors about her experience doing that. Now she's a beautiful WordPress.com site. You know, if you know you want to like master email marketing, like start with something that can grow with you. If you know you want to be able to, you know, have a website but then integrate it with other things start with wordpress.com it'll be way easier to transfer over to a self-hosted site if you get to that point you know rather than like oh i'm on squarespace and i have to move or oh i'm on mailchimp but now i need something more powerful like you're just adding another but i've always kind of been that way like when i was in school the first time that i someone taught me about version control um and that professional developers used version control i think i was a sophomore um, and so I was like, well, I'm going to do that because that's what professionals do. <laughs> so I'm always sort of like, oh, if that's the end game, then I'm going to set myself up right now. That's kind of just how I work. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, you've got this awesome journey going on right now. How did you end up here? Like, what got you into building WordPress sites in the beginning? Have you always been into tech? What's what's your story? Um, I learned how to use the internet in uh in Xena-based IRC chat rooms in the 90s. <laughs> if you want if you want to really go back. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't, I was always sort of the person who was most comfortable with technology in my family and the, the person people would call to, to fix things or get rid of their virus or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, but I wasn't, I didn't have aspirations to become a programmer. I think the only programming I did in my youth was like middle school DOS programming in one class. And then I, I pretty much forgot about it. So, um, my career was very much, you know, just sort of job oriented retail stuff, Starbucks, Kinko's, uh, when there was a Kinko's. Um, and then I ended up in project management and working for a small marketing company and, and managing and working with a developer who was a contractor. And he came in for a meeting one day and, and we sat down, we met for about half an hour about something. And I just like literally like the light bulb, you know, cheesy light bulb analogy, but I was like, that guy's making way more money than I am. And he gets just to waltz in and out of here and work wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the life for me. And I went back to my desk and I went to the PCC, Portland Community College website. And I, and I called them and I'm like, how do I become a programmer? <laughs> so, um, I think that was 2000. Six. That was 2006. So I just started going. I went, you know, started at community college, ended up at the Art Institute of Portland, and I graduated with a degree in web design and interactive media. And I worked for a crappy tech agency for a little while until I got fired for culture fit, quote unquote. Culture fit. Um, he really did say those words. It's kind of a, it's kind wow. of a legend. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and then I was like, well, well, cause I, you know, I kind of went into it knowing like, oh, I want to work for myself. And so when I got fired, I was like, oh, well, this is means I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do this now. So, um, so that was 2012, November, 2012. So it took some time off. We remodeled our living room. And then in January of 2013, I put out my shingle and just started making WordPress websites for anybody who would pay me. So and this is all actually detailed. Um, I've, I've written a lot of blog posts um, regarding this stuff. So I actually have like a thread on my personal website for people who are like, how did you get here? Where it links all the blog posts together of sort of like what I've been up to for the last three years. So it's com slash tech slash journey. Yeah. And honestly, like your, your blog is awesome. It's great. Good read. I recommend a lot of people to it. So thank you. Yeah, and the link to that will be in the show notes. Um, it's tech dash journey, not yes. slash journey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, just in case somebody was sitting there like, oh yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. So I, this is a fantastic conversation. I think you're doing neat things. I always like to ask, like, what are some of the tools that you use every day that make your life easier, or you know, are just vital parts of your job? Um. So my MacBook Pro, 13-inch MacBook Pro, obviously, I couldn't do anything really without that. There um, are two of them, one sitting in front of me and one sitting in front of Angela right here in the studio, so we kind of agree. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually, we went to uh, Hawaii for our 10th anniversary recently, and that was the first time that I did not take it with me traveling. And actually gave it up and sent it off to the Apple store to get to the Apple doctor. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's almost literally always with me. Another thing I use every day, um, probably, probably, I don't know, 20 times an hour. I use uh, one, one password, which is software made by a company called agile bits. And it basically 
manages all your passwords and secure data. And it's called one password because it's a, a digital vault and you just remember the one password to get into it. And then it stores all your passwords, then logs you into sites. And I, that's another thing I'm very evangelical about. <laughs> and I have a blog post, um, that came out recently with one password for teams, um, which makes it really easy to share all those passwords. And at that point I, I declared that from now on, all my clients will be required to at least have a guest login and so that I can give them strong passwords because I literally, especially in the beginning, have had clients come to me with password in their password. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good requirement to have. I don't know why you got hacked. It's a mystery. <laughs> um, so that's something I use just like hour upon hour. Um, yeah. What else? I'm really getting into, um, obviously video, um, and with producing my course. So I'm, I'm learning all about producing video and editing video. So screen flow is something that I'm really into right now. Um, I use that to record and edit the videos for my courses. What else? My iPhone. I don't do really need to even say that. <laughs> um, I've been surprised yeah. recently actually hanging out with people, even like tech people who like on my iPhone, I really feel like it's part of my brain at this point. Like mm-hmm. it, I have, out, I have outsourced several former brain functions to my iPhone and other people will be like, yeah, the only thing I do on my iPhone is check Facebook. And I'm like, ah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Or then I'll meet the people who are, who are very technically savvy, but they don't want to be married to their phone. And so they've shut it down. They've like walled it off, you know, like they turned off all their notifications and they only, you know, they yeah. turn off their email and whatever, which, you know, I respect, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty married to it. I go back and forth on that one. I, I like go through s- s- times where I'm like, I need to not be so neurotic about the notifications and everything. And then I also go back and I'm like, I love the things. I love it right now. But- you know, I turned them all off for our vacation and I really liked it, um, which is easy when you're in, in Hawaii. Right. Um, but I, most of them are still off. I haven't really turned a lot of them back on. Um, and I really like it because I'm, I'm working on all this process stuff, my business and all this documentation. I'm trying to be more productive and efficient. And so, you know, just turning off all those interruptions. And even on my Mac, I'll use the, like, do not disturb mode. And try to have at least one to two hours a day where I'm just kind of heads down, you know doing things and it's done it's been a lot better for my focus um which speaking of focus i also use focus at will which is a um uh online software that they've done all this scientific research about what music makes you focus better so they play all this uh, music that helps supercharge your brain i guess it's awesome no i'm totally (laughs) i I am also a focus at will user and they have done this like study where essentially they've figured out how often music has to be interesting so that you don't get bored of it and just tune it out entirely. Wow. But that you also aren't engaging with the music so that it's still right. there, like, pushing your brain just enough. Hmm. Right. Because if I just do, like, random iTunes or, you know, either I'm like, oh, I don't like that song and I'm constantly managing it or it's my favorite list, so then I'm singing Aretha Franklin and not focused <laughs> on what, you know. <laughs> so there's probably something to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. And they, they've done some actual, like they've funded some legit studies uh, specifically around like ADD and stuff, which was how I found it. Um, because. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. I actually have a client who her whole business is teaching people with ADD and other executive functioning deficits to manage their time. And I should tell her about that. 
that. You totally should, because as an ADD person, it is like is legit. It helps me a lot. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. Those are some great tools. Um, one last question as we wrap up. What are you excited about that is coming down the pipe for technology? I don't know. I think I think the one password for Teams was probably the most exciting. It's still in beta, so which means it's free, by the way, not while it's in beta. So I'll jump on that. Um, yeah. Because this is literally like, so I was meeting with my bookkeeper last week and she's also my client. So while I was setting her up with like the login for the guest one password so they could have all their website stuff at the end of our meeting, another employee came in and was like, Hey, what's, how do I get into my laptop? I can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know the login. And, you know, she said, Oh, the hint is this. And then the person I was meeting with was like, Oh, oh yeah, it's this. She wrote it down on a piece of paper and sent her on her way. I'm like, so how often does that happen? Like that's, you know, she's probably, she's probably been sitting there like trying to figure out the password for a few minutes and then getting up and walking over and interrupting meeting and having to like all those things add up. And so if you could eliminate that entire scenario, that entire problem by just having a system for managing all that, then you can focus on higher level things and you could save all that time in your day. And you know, they're a service business. So time is literally money. Um, so that's, that's what I'm excited about. Awesome. I dig it. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Kronda. We look forward to seeing how your course goes and everything. We'll be keeping an eye on you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women's Tech Radio. Remember, you can find show notes over at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Do the show drop down for Women's Tech Radio. There's also a contact form on there. And you can contact us by emailing us at WTR at jupiterbroadcasting.com or check us out on Twitter at HeyWTR. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>